after the earthquake, a fire. But the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire, a still small voice. 1 Kings 19.12 I wanted to do something a little bit different than I usually do in these recordings. And it's that lately I've been feeling that many of them have become hmm, systematic, robotic, for lack of a better term, and very scripted. And so I wanted to try and just record what's really on my heart. I want these podcast episodes to be things that will actually inspire people to start examining their lives and say, God, how can I be used by you? And so one question that came to my mind this week was, how can we speak to God? How do we know when God is speaking to us? In what ways do we find in scripture that he reaches out to us? And so as I was reading through the story of uh, Elijah, who is kind of on the run from Jezebel and afraid of what God might think or the fact that he's very ashamed of his life, God comes to speak to him. Now Elijah's dwelling in a cave and hiding there. And there are several things. First, there's an earthquake, that, but God was not in the earthquake. Then there was a fire and God was not in the fire. And then there was this still small voice. And it is only then that Elijah recognizes the voice of God is now speaking. Now, oftentimes we look for these traumatic, world-changing, dynamic shifts to our perspective on reality to say when God is speaking to us. Be it an audible voice or um, some dramatic event that just says, here's your sign from God that this is what you're supposed to do. Now, an earthquake and a fire might seem like just those things. But Elisha knew that those were not the voice of God. See, the voice of God is something that is small. And what I mean by that is, it's not something that we can control or define as this epic grand thing. No, the voice of God is something that is found in the moment of true surrender to him, true confession and repentance. And I'm speaking on my own experience here. It's the moments where I found myself surrendering to him and humbling myself before others that I see his voice speaking through me. And while it, the message that is being spoken might be intended for the person who is listening to it, I find myself with the greatest conviction that the message that's being spoken is just as much for me as the person that I'm sharing it with. So what do we share then? What are these messages that we're supposed to talk? Well, I believe it is that we're supposed to talk about the things that God has already inspired us. Elisha knew that he was a man of God and that he stood firm on that belief and proved before all of Israel that God of the universe was real and alive and his power was just as real, in fact more so than the Baals that the people were following. And with such confidence, he was able to perform these, this miracle of calling down fire from heaven. And it consumed the offering that he presented before the people of Israel. And yet, after all of that, 
When Jezebel threatened his life, he chose to run away. He chose to flee in fear. Now, God had not abandoned him. But this is the lesson that so many of us have to realize, and I think myself especially. Just because we may have a moment where God uses us and we see God working through us and speaking through us or using us to inspire the lives of others does not mean we are the source of God. And what I mean by that is just because we are a vessel to be used by God does not mean that we are now um, unable to choose the wrong decision. And the moment that we recognize that, that we are in the wrong, and we find ourselves in repentance, in, in, in agony and anguish over the fact that, God, we know what's right. In fact, we've done what is right before you. And yet we still chose afterwards to disavow you. We still chose afterwards to do that wrong action. We, we know what it's like to have victory over temptation, and yet I still chose to give in to my temptation later. It's this realization of who we are at our core that God is speaking to, that He is wanting to reach down and touch the heart. And even somebody like Elisha in his story that has this miracle performed in front of himself and the eyes of thousands of people can still mess up and choose the wrong path, can still flee in terror and discredit the God who he claimed to believe in. Now, I don't know what you're struggling with. I, I don't know what exactly God has called you to speak or to share with those around you. But I do know this, when we are looking for God and we're asking ourselves, how can we find God? Where is He? God is often in the place where we are still and His voice can speak to us. He is in that moment of contemplation where we look at ourselves and say, this is what I really am. I am fallen, I am feeble, I am broken, and I am a terrible representative for you in this world. And when we get to that point in our lives, then that is where we will find God. That is where God can now speak to us and say, yes, you are. You are a terrible representation of me. But I have chosen you, I have called you by name, and you are mine. And I will use you to inspire and change a generation. If that's your desire, then pray with me. Our Father, we are feeble and unable to accomplish anything of note, Lord, that is worthy of your name. And so, Lord, we ask that you would please take us where we are and speak to our hearts. As we go forward to share the word, the message that you have given us, we may screw up, we may stumble, and we may fall, but may you be there to lift us up once again, and for your name's sake, fill us, Lord, with your presence, and guide us in all that we say and do. And through your work of your Holy Spirit, we believe.
by the holy will of your Son, Jesus Christ, through his name, we ask and believe we have received this. Amen.